welcome to the Greenville Smart Podcast. I'm your host, Elaine McNamara, the director of Greenville Smart and the executive director of the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. With me, as always, is our producer, Deloy Cole, and my co-host, Breck Nelson, the executive director of Greenville Smart Initiatives. Hey, Elaine, where are we today? Today, we're in the Smart Center, Deloy. Awesome. We're first time. We're very excited. This is our first podcast from the podcast studio in the Smart On Center. On the historic square in Greenville, Illinois. Exactly. Do we want to give an update before we introduce our guest? Sure. Uh, we are opening our new Smart Center building soon. <laughs> <laughs> we, are, we are having an open house on February 29th for the community and whoever wants to come take tours, uh, be a part of our ribbon cutting and our dedication. That's all happening again, like I said, on February 29th from 1 to 4, I believe it is, with the ribbon cutting and dedication taking place between 2 and 2.30. It'll be a huge event. We've got lots going on. Come. Come yeah. enjoy it. Yeah, yeah, come join us. We'll have some food. It'll be fun. There's some fun things happening, and you can get in on all of that. We have other events scheduled. Uh, a, a week or two after that is a big grand opening of the restaurant. A big blowout is expected for that. And uh, more events to come, of course, as uh, more people are getting excited about what's happening here. We are taking um, membership applications. It's not like you really have to go through a <laughs> an interview or anything, but uh, we are uh, taking uh, membership applications. Uh, we are reserving uh, different parts of the building uh, for events. So if you would like more information on how to reserve a room or get a membership to Greenville Smart, please log on to Greenville smart.com just just to clarify the memberships are not required for the building but for the entrepreneurial floor thank you you want to have a nice office space uh, some mentoring uh with your new startup or to grow your business uh, we are here for you right that that is what the membership is all about it's not a secret club or anything like that (laughs) we might come up with something (laughs) but um yes like breck said if you'd like to if you'd like to start a business uh, but you don't want the overhead of a, a larger office or something like that or maybe you work in st louis but you work remotely from home and you want something that's not uh next to the kids or the dog barking and you want to maybe you know dress for work but you don't want to drive into the city maybe consider getting a membership here at, at the smart center in greenville all right. Without further ado, I would like to introduce, we have a, a, another, a second co-host today. Yes. Yeah. Joe Smith, welcome. Hey. Joe, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself. What, what year are you here at Greenville University? Uh, I'm a junior here, a digital media major with a CIS minor. Nice. Wow. And are you, uh, are you enjoying your podcast class? Yes, it is. Uh, it's wonderful. <laughs> okay. And who's your instructor for that? Uh, Miss McNamara. That, oh, wow. That, that would be No, no. It's, we, we call her here Mama G. <laughs> I don't know if he really knows about that. Oh, he doesn't right? know. Oops, I, I just spilled the beans. I have <laughs> spilled the beans in class, but I don't know. I don't know if they're impressed. They're not. I don't think they are. So we just let that slide. Um, but our guest today is a very special guest. Um, he's a part of our Greenville Smart family, Chris Worstall. Welcome. Hello. Hello. Happy to be here. Chris is the owner of Hometown Foods, and he is one of our resident chefs here at the facility. So if you come for an event, uh, if you plan an event yourself, chances are you may be sampling some of Chris's wares. Right? Yeah. 
Yeah, so book events and um, see what we can put together for you. Exactly. He can uh, pretty much accommodate any type of event. We've given we've thrown you some yeah, different diets. Yeah, I mean, for diets. the most part, yeah, people are pretty traditional, but that doesn't limit me to what I can put together. As far as menus, I'm pretty much, when people come to me, I do 100% customizable. So whatever you want, we can pretty much do for you. Maybe we back up just one minute, Lane. We have a beautiful third floor a banquet room type mm -hmm. facility, but attached to that is a state-of-the-art demonstration kitchen, where yeah. it's, uh, you can actually sit and watch the food being prepared. Uh, great viewing, uh, we can film this as well. You can hold your event here and Chris can be the gourmet chef to cater your event. Uh, so great for business gatherings, family gatherings, uh, you name it. We can we can dream it up. And Chris is the man to put the food together. He is. He is managing our uh, kitchen up there yeah. on the third floor. And um, aside from that, that 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 space is also available if you want to have your own cooking. Maybe you want to start yeah. your own YouTube show, something yeah. like that. It'll be it'll be equipped to do that. But yes, Chris is the man. He is the man uh, managing the kitchen. He's the man we go to when we say, hey, Chris, we have an event coming up. There's some dietary restrictions. Uh, plus, there's people that just want to eat like, you know, what, what everyone else wants to eat. Can you mix it up? Can you get something that'll work? And he does that for us. But yeah. that's where you are now. Right. Um, Joe, why don't you, why don't you uh, ask Chris about, uh, you had some questions about getting started. Because we know, well, Chris started another so, yeah. facility here. Um, yeah, so uh, I've been a chef for probably seven years now, going on eight years, I, I reckon. Um, and so I've traveled around the country and worked in different kitchens and just really experienced in different cuisines and um, atmospheres and stuff like that. And then more recently, I was at the university, and then I left there to pursue my own business opportunity. And Joe has a question about that. Yeah. All right. So what was your motivation for quitting your job at the Student Dining Commons and then starting the company? Yeah. So um, probably the answer your instructors don't want me to give is I was just tired of working for other people and wanted to be my own boss. So I love that. I, um, yeah. I, I just woke up and I said, you know, I, I'm going to work every day and I'm making other people money following their dreams. But when it comes to food, like food is, is such a creative being, I guess is the best way to describe it maybe. I mean, you can really do whatever you want to as long as your imagination can dream it up and you can put it on a plate and serve it to people. So um, I figured why can't I just wake up and go do my own creative dream of sorts. So really it's just that simple. I, I kind of had a small idea um, and then I said, you know what, I'm gonna be my own boss and I'll figure it out along the way. And so March, will be a year in business and I'm still figuring it out and adjusting and I think that's okay. Um, I don't I don't think you have to have everything figured out to get started. All right, so um, what was your biggest obstacle when you were starting the business? Like was there anything that actually like just got in the way and made it harder to make things work? Yeah, so my business is called Hometown Meals and while I don't market myself as a healthy foods um, business, I, I tend to lean more healthy with, with what I offer. And so being in a smaller community, um, being a healthy food is, is kind of limiting. So that, that's been one of my biggest obstacles is reaching outside of Greenville. While this is my hometown and I love being here and I love serving the people, it's a very niche market, I guess. And so therefore I have to look into social media, which honestly, other than Facebook, I had no experience in. So that's been a learning experience. I've had to, you know, as we previously discussed before we came on air, QuickBooks and learning just actual business foundations. So 
really just diving in and, and kind of figuring out and so far I've been doing okay. All right. Um, I could see that you have been doing really well because I've, I actually looked at a bunch of the reviews for your uh, business and they all were rated very highly. Uh, so do you have any tips for other people wanting to start their own business? Yeah. Um, so if you go into business thinking that you're going to be an overnight success, um, that's probably not going to happen. I know that with Instagram and, and different things out there, it's easy to be kind of uh, consumed by that, thinking that you're just going to become an Instagram sensation or whatever. It doesn't really always happen that way. I mean, there obviously are stories that that does happen, but you have to just make yourself available. And, and that does mean sacrificing time that when you go to a job that you punch in and clock out of, you know, you might be working... 12, 14, 16 hours, you might be working seven days a week. You never know. Um, it's your business and, and you get out of it what you put into it. So don't be afraid to um, answer questions. You might, you know, me, for example, I might get a Facebook message at two o'clock in the morning. Now, maybe if I'm awake, I'll answer it. If not, then obviously I won't. But just know that that's going to happen because you're the person that owns a business. So people are reaching out to you looking for answers and help and guidance. So you have to make yourself available. All right. Um, were, are there any goals that you have set for your company that you haven't yet achieved? Um, yeah, I want to be that Insta, Instagram sensation I just talked about. No, I'm kidding. Um, I mean, that would be great. But no, honestly, the purpose of what Hometown Meals is is to um, make a healthier community, a healthy, healthier world, to help people who struggle with learning about macros because that's a confusing word. You, you say it and people kind of back up and look at you like you're crazy. And so without them or you, the, the customers, having to put too much time and trying to figure all that out, we just have it ready for you. Um, and so I lost my father in 2017 to fatty liver disease, non-alcoholic related. And at that time, I was probably 350 pounds myself. And I, I knew that I was on the fast track to that same fate of um, obesity and, and um, a short-lived life. And so I, I I started doing the work. I started studying about macros and nutrition and all that. And that's when I changed my diet and the way that I even cook foods. Um, and so now that's what my business is. The stuff I learned, what, what I've picked up along the way, I provide to you. And, you know, it's really, you don't have to put much thought into it other than getting online and clicking and ordering. All right. Um, looking back, do you have any regrets with, like, starting your business or any of the events that led up to starting your own business? Um... I wish I would have maybe came from a wealthier family or had investors <laughs> or something. Um, I mean, honestly, all joking aside, I, I really only started with a very small self-investment. I, um, I worked long enough that I had enough in my savings that I knew I could live on it for a year or, or there for after. And so that's what I've been doing. So the money that the business makes just goes right back into the business. Um, so yeah, I mean, money is always tight. And then as, as Breck and Elaine and other people might be able to tell you when you get into food and stuff like that, it gets even tighter. Um, you know, your food costs are high and equipment's expensive, renting space is expensive. So yeah, um, I wish I would have known some, some wealthier people maybe that would have invested. <laughs> you know, uh, Chris, as you talk, I, I hear a lot of passion uh, and I know you're very passionate about food um, and how that's kind of evolved into a business. Um, and you know, money is the root of all evil, <laughs> right. but it's an evil we need mm -hmm. um, to live on. But can you kind of tell me, maybe for some other entrepreneur out there who's looking and, and dreaming and wanting to follow their passion, maybe some of the first steps, like it, maybe it started with the dream, but then what were some of the practical steps that you took? 
Yeah, so obviously I'd been doing food for, at, at that time, probably six and a half, seven years. And so I wanted to create something that was mine. And so I looked within the community because I knew initially I was going to start here in Greenville or, you know, hereabouts in, in the community around. Um, and so I looked at what the quote unquote competition was. And, um, you know, we, we have what we have as far as food goes. And, and I'm not dissing on that. But I knew we didn't have anything healthy or convenient that kind of fit in that realm. And so I wanted to pursue something that was healthier and would fit along the lines of my, my passion for working out and my passion for losing weight, which I continue today. But um, initially, so it was taking that vision, that dream, that idea, and then developing a plan. So what like, you know, business classes or the ones I took at least, you know, 10 years ago now, you know, have a mission statement, have um, that. So it was putting that into, into print. And so then I look, even today, you know, almost a year, Later, I still look at that and go, why did I start this and what did I want to achieve? And so just knowing why, you know, the what, where, when, and all that stuff is, is very important. Do you set certain goals for your business, for yourself? Um, Sales-wise, I do. Uh, so each month I try to reach a f further out. So um, initially I was only serving mostly the Greenville community. And, you know, now we're serving Edwardsville, Collinsville, Troy, Vandalia. I've had a few people over towards Centralia. So, I mean, just branching out, that's kind of my goal is to just keep reaching. Um, as I say that, I'm trying to go more northern Illinois or central Illinois because St. Louis is just saturated with businesses that are like mine. And so without trying to compete with them, I, I, I've noticed that central Illinois doesn't really have anything. So I think that the smaller communities that way could kind of benefit from what I have. So that's kind of my goal now. So what you're describing is like a niche market. You're going after a niche. Yeah. So, um, you know, everybody focuses on, or not everybody, I should say, but a lot of people focus on wanting to be in, you know, the big cities because they're fancy and they're fun. And, you know, St. Louis, Chicago, it's all exciting. But these small communities have people who still need those same things that the larger cities need, but they're not necessarily being served. And so I found that within Greenville and Highland and some of these other smaller communities, there are people who are seeking the services that I have, which, you know, healthy, convenient food but they don't really have a way to get it. And so therefore their dreams of, you know, getting in better shape or living a healthier lifestyle are just kind of put to the side and, you know, they just kind of miss out on it. So that's kind of my goal is to hit those smaller communities, um, meet with independent gym owners and get into more gyms and stock those and just hit more people that otherwise aren't served. So what has been your best form of getting your name out there? Have you been going face to face, like cold calling have you been, your, has your name been passed along? Um, you know, yeah, a lot of word of mouth. Um, I, in Greenville, a lot of people know me, so they order, and then they've just continued ordering. But honestly, what I do is I get on those uh, Facebook marketplaces, those online sales or whatever, and I just post and post and post until they kick me out because, you know, they have their own <laughs> rules or whatnot. But, you know, that's free advertisement. And if you get one or two people who notice you, then, you know, that's one or two people who order. And I've noticed that by doing that before I get kicked out of those groups, there are people from different communities within those marketplaces or online yard sales, or whatever they call themselves, that are ordering that otherwise I would have never probably um, come in contact with. So, All right. So describe this to me, Chris. Uh, I have a desire to eat healthy. Mm. I see your advertisement. Can you walk me through the process of what it is that I'm looking at? What am I, that our listeners know what they're seeing and how to order? And Yeah, so we have a website. It's www.hometownmealsllc.com. Um, and then you go online and we have a How It Works um, tab that you can click on that tells you about delivery and 
um, and all that good stuff. But as far as the menu goes, I try to switch it up every two to three weeks and people think that I do that for them. And you know, I, I do, but it's also because I get tired of cooking the same thing. So the menu changes and people bark at me because I don't have pictures of the food, but it's like, by the time I get the food uploaded, I've already changed the menu. So it's not, <laughs> so that's why I don't do pictures of food, but, um, you go on there, you order your meals. I have different bundle packs or you can just order individual meals. I have some people who order 21 meals and have every meal for the week prepped. And I have some people who order two or three. So it really depends on what you want. Um, the macros, again, the macros being your calories, your proteins, your fats, your carbs are all listed for those who track those. I have people who use different systems to put it in their phone and track their daily intake. But a lot of people are just ordering because it's convenient. You know, you, you have a healthy meal that's made with real ingredients and two minutes later, it's, it's ready to go. So I serve that community too. Um, but you go online, you order the food, we deliver it. Currently we're doing Monday delivery and um, basically I just get in my truck and I deliver. Um, we keep everything cooled. It comes to you cooled down. And um, I don't know, sometimes I've been out delivering till 10 o'clock at night. It just really goes and, you know, each week is different. I don't have a set amount of people. Like one, this week's a little bit slower, but last week was crazy. So you just never know. And I just build my routes real, um, around that. Now, we know because we've been talking to you since about the beginning, about for about a year probably. Right, okay? yeah, yeah. Um, and, and I know you had a hope and an expectation when you got started how many meals you wanted to do in a month or something like that. Uh, I know you said it's different every week. What was your expectation when you started or your hope when you started? And what is your reality now, your average Month. Yeah, so um, going into it, obviously, it's my business, so I was super excited about it. And I thought that because I was super excited about it, that that meant that everybody around me was going to be super excited about it too, right? Well, that's not always the case. <laughs> because it's your business, you obviously have a bigger investment in it, and you think that it's the coolest thing since sliced bread. Other people, maybe not so much. So my initial thought was, man, I'm going to have thousands of orders every week. While I did okay, that wasn't the case. Um, so now I look at it, and having done it for just under a year now, I'm more realistic in my approach. And so 2020 has been a year of gradual increase, whereas 2019 was like, oh man, I'm going to do 2000 meals a week. And that just wasn't the case. But um, yeah, so I would like to reach 400 meals each week. That'd be a pretty sweet spot to be at. Um, so far, we're right at about 200. Um, January, I did a transformation challenge and we were over 400 meals for each week. Yeah, so I mean, we, we were busy in January, but um, yeah, it's really hard to peg. And a lot of it, honestly, because, so it's myself and two other people who help me for the most part, and they're volunteers, and one being my mother and one being my cousin, and they both have their own lives. So I don't, you know, a lot of the growth I, I've kind of maybe foolishly not done on purpose because I don't want to overwhelm people or overwhelm myself. Um, so I'm at the point now to where it's like, okay, to expand, I just got my own kitchen space over in Highlands, so that opened up a lot of new avenues for us. Now I'm looking at, okay, it's time to hire people and have a, you know, quote unquote, real staff maybe. And so that's kind of the next step. And then after that, then it's like, okay, well, it, we're only limited by ourselves really at that point. Wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's when it gets complicated. I know that Breck and I have both been in that world where you've had employees, and um, it's a big step, and it's a little scary. Right. Yeah. So, um, you know, I look at it now, like I, I'm basically for better or for worse, I'm doing everything on my own. Um, like I mentioned earlier, like diving into QuickBooks, I had no idea what I was doing and I still don't, and, you know, I'm, I'm seeking help on that. Um, so trying to figure all that out, but I'm of the mindset that 
if I overthink it, I'm never going to do it. So I knew that I just had to pull the trigger and jump into it, and the chips would, you know, they'd fall where they fall. That's kind of a great introduction for the Smart Center here. That's that's why we did this on this floor, is we want to help young entrepreneurs, or old, yeah, doesn't yeah, matter yeah. age, but uh, to start the business. They have a passion, they have a, an idea, now how can we get this on paper? How can we help you grow and expand? Uh, and it's great for not only Bond County, but the, the region, mm -hmm. and, and from their launch, who knows? Right. Well, I, I've just, you know, talking with other business people and people who have been in business or people who teach business, whatever it happens to be, a lot of them say that people overthink their ideas and they wait for it to be perfect. And it's never going to be perfect. Yeah. If you sit around waiting for that perfect moment, you're never going to start your business. So there's enough people, and, and you know, it's 2020, so there's enough resources around us that you can get started and figure it out along the way. And that's what I've been doing. And so far, knock on wood. It's been working. Yeah, and the thing, um, you know, it's it's one of those things like people that say, "Oh, we're going to wait till we can afford to have children before we have children." Right. <laughs> you know, there were we would none of us would exist if that was the case. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I started and didn't have any money, so here we are. There you go. <laughs> you know, I still don't have any money, but I'm still I still have a business, so I guess that's something. But it takes a little. It takes a little um, courage. Oh, I think courage. lots of courage. Um, some planning. Some, you know, you can't always plan everything because sometimes you go in blind and you don't know what you're going to do, what's going to happen. But yeah, and passion I mean, and the courage. Again, going back to when I started, I I'd set up my, my business plan and all that stuff and had it all. Even though I didn't get a loan from the bank, I still had a business plan in place. Um, but what I initially thought was going to work, I, I discovered didn't work. And so like the menu items, I thought I was going to be super chefy and have these exciting items and... It didn't quite work that way because people just wanted food they were familiar with. And so have a plan, have an idea, but be willing to be flexible and adaptable too. And you know, don't overthink it. Right. And know that there are people out there that can help you with the things that you don't know how to do. And uh, it, and that's like Breck was saying, that's one of the, the things we're trying to do here at the Smart Center. Find a, find a, a source like the Smart Center and the team here. We can always introduce these entrepreneurs to people who know about business plans, people who know about taxes, um, people who need to know about contracts and laws. We can be that conduit for mm -hmm. the entrepreneur to help them succeed. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, take advantage of what, what is here and what's, you know, with the smart building opening up, what's going to be available. I mean, just prior to this podcast, we were just sitting around talking, waiting for the microphones to get turned on. <laughs> and um, I just happened to mention QuickBooks and Elaine and Breck both, you know, we're like, oh, we can help you with that. We know people. And, and so, I mean, yeah, you're talking about the resources and what's available. I mean, just use it. People are willing to help you. People want to see you succeed. Like, I don't know. Growing up, I always thought that business was like this big competitive thing and it was cutthroat. And maybe it is in some places, but I haven't experienced that in my small world of business. It's mostly people willing to help you and wanting to see you do well. I think there's a lot more collaboration mm -hmm. when it comes to small business these days anyway. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I, I've witnessed people in the same fields that they'll help each other out more and more than you would mm -hmm. have ever thought they would. And uh, I think that that spirit is, is growing. Well, even just, so just the other day, I had a meal prep company in Canada reach out to me and they're like, hey, what containers do you use? And so forth. So um, I, I went through this stage where I was using um, biodegradable containers and they didn't quite work for our purposes for one reason or another. They just weren't what we needed. But in Canada next year, plastics being outlawed, you can't use it. And so they're like, hey, we need a name. And and so, I, and, that, and that's just one case. I've had other meal prep companies where we talk back and forth and there's a guy in California who's invited me out to his place several times to come stay with him and cook some food. And so, yeah, talking about like 
just within your own industry, I mean, people are willing to help you. It's not so much competitive. It's more, you know, how can we get the word out? How can we help each other? I, you see that with the food scene in St. Louis, for example. If you get on Instagram, you see all these famous chefs and famous restaurants, and they're all eating at each other's restaurants and right. supporting each other, and that's awesome. Well, that's the thing. You learn from each other, and you can relate to each other. You know right. it's somebody that's gone through the same things you're going through, and maybe your friends and family aren't, I mean, they might be helping you out, but mm-hmm. they're not in that same spot that these other chefs have been in. Right. And uh, the ones, then you'll be that elder chef someday that yeah. the younger chefs will come to. And Well, and, and that's kind of the thing is I want to help other people too. Mm-hmm. And even though I don't have, fig- have it figured out, you know, I, I feel like I have something I can offer to other people, whether it's advice that don't do this, because I feel like I've done probably everything you shouldn't do. So at least I know what not to do. That's, I, what, I, that's valuable, right? That's what I always say. People would ask me because I, I had a, a, a business for 10 years and it was a, a technology business. Now, I'm not technical. I did not do that part of the business. But, uh, you know, they'd ask me what to do and whatnot. I could tell them a lot of what to do, but I could also tell them even more of what not to do, (laughs) (laughs) which was, I thought, equally, if not more important. You know, so, yeah, I think, like you said, knowing what not to do is uh, is a good information to pass on. For sure. Mm -hmm. Chris, what I love about it is you had a dream and you had enough... uh, I don't know what the word is, gumption or, or drive to follow Moxie. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Craziness. And, I don't know. and even in these failures we talked about, it's we, we fall forward. Right. Meaning, yeah. you know mm-hmm. what? We, we're not down and out where we're going to get back up once we are down a little bit, but we're not out, and huh. we, we go again. And that's what an entrepreneur is all about. Yeah, yeah you learn so much oh, more yeah. from your failures than you do from your successes. Yeah, right. And, I mean, like I said in the beginning, like I just woke up and said, you know what, I want to be my own boss. And the reality is the world needs employees, and there's nothing wrong with people who work for other people. But there are also people who are like, you know what, I don't want to wake up and follow somebody else's dream. And, and that's great, too. And I, I encourage people to really discover who they are and pursue that. Like, if you want to have a job where you, you go, you, you know what your tasks are, and then you go home at the end of the day, hey, great. The, there's beauty in both because right. if you don't if you don't want to take your work home with you don't start your own business exactly. yeah <laughs> because when you start your own business like you were you were talking earlier I mean your days could be 15 hours they could be they could be 20 hours right I don't have the hardest schedule um, I'm still a very small business but seven days out of the week you know there's seven days in a week um, <laughs> I'm doing something now it may only be a couple hours a day but um, and maybe I could be better about time management, but I also know that I like to work out at a certain time during the day. Mm-hmm. So I can do that, but I also know that means I'm probably working until 7 or 8 o'clock at night because I'm doing that. At, I'm going to the gym at 11 o'clock when the people I know are there. And, and so, yeah, seven days out of the week, I'm doing something. Yeah, but, but it is it, the, the sweet thing about starting a business with something that you love to do. Yes, you're going to be working more because you can't help it even if you're not physically working your mind is working on it right because sometimes you can't turn that off but it's what you wanted to do right and and I don't want to mislead people and say that I wake up every day and I love what I do right I mean I do love what I do and I'm very passionate about it but not everything about the job is going to be glamorous and it's not always going to be an Instagram (laughs) picture that you can put on there and get you know a bunch of likes for there's going to be days where you're like why did I do this and and yeah. that's okay, you know, because you learn from those moments. Right, and you work with people, and, right. you know, we're not all, all a treat to work with all the time. No, like, yeah. Like Breck and Deloitte and myself. But, <laughs> um, so you just never know. But again, too, I mean, then there's the beauty of when you have people working for you that they would be able to leave work when they leave work. Right. So, you know. Yeah, and I mean, you, you, 
I mean, if there's somebody listening to this, it's like, I'm going to start my own business. I have an idea. I want to do that. I mean, just really think about that there could be a Friday night when your friends are out having fun doing as your friends do that you have to be doing your book work or you have to be paying a sales tax or whatever it happens to be. It's yours. So what you put into it is what you get out of it. And ultimately the success or the failure is on you. And, you know, there's no one to blame but yourself on that. Yeah. Joe, did you have anything else you wanted to ask Chris? Are you learning anything from this? Yes, I, I'm learning quite a bit about don't determination. Don't open a business? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. I, no. I, I go don't for it. Both I, feet. I don't know if I want to open my own business because I am one of the people who just likes to get their work done and be able to go home at the end of the day. Um, but I will say that then it's pretty cool to hear how you're succeeding and doing well on your own. Uh, me and you used to work together. We had some really fun times, and so it's real nice to see you succeed. Yeah, well, I appreciate that. And, you know, even if you do start a business and you fail, like, that's okay. Like, that doesn't mean that you're done and you go back to work. I mean, you, you take your dream, you take your vision, and maybe you tweak it a little bit, and you start over, or you just keep going. Like, I mean, so many people get discouraged. Like, I'm too stubborn to just throw in the towel. Like, I'm, a year is not a long time, but in my world, for people who've known me my whole life, like, a year is a long time for me. So for me to be doing anything for a year, that's crazy. But I'm too stubborn to say, you know what, I'm giving up on this and I'm going to do something else because it didn't quite work out the way I wanted it to. No, I just keep tweaking and adjusting and keep moving forward. And I don't know, so far it's been working out decently. Well, I'm looking forward to our partnership here at the Smart Center with you. Yeah, so, mm -hmm. and, and I have a lot of people who continually reach out to me and the city of Greenville too. Um, you know, when are you going to open a restaurant? And so I, I don't know what the future has. I, I tend to overwhelm myself with taking on too many projects I'm, I'm guilty of that because I can't say no to people so I, I know that when 2020 rolled around um, there was an opportunity for me to open a restaurant here in town and um, I finally had to step away and say look I just don't have the time right now maybe in the future so anything's possible um, so we'll see what 2020 2021 has for us and, and I for one like that you can't say no to people because I've already been asking you to cater several events here at the Smart Center um, and I know there's been the only one occasion where he, where he had to turn me down. So, and that's completely understandable yeah, yeah. because of, of, of prior commitment with his own business. Um, and even but, then I went back and forth and I probably <laughs> gave you what, like a week and a half of being in limbo because I was like, how can I make this work? And I finally just said, I don't think I, it, it's, it's, I, I could have made it happen, but I couldn't have made it happen to where I would have been satisfied with it. Right. And, and at that point I'm like, you know what, it's better for me to say no than to put out something that I'm not super happy with. That's important too. Yeah. That's important too. We, sometimes you have to say no for the good of, of everyone involved. But uh, if you haven't tried Chris's food, um, please, how can they find you? Log yeah, go to, um, well, we have Facebook. You, you know, everybody has Facebook. I have Instagram too. But the easiest way to see the menu and how to order and everything like that is www.hometownmealsllc.com. All right. And you can always contact us here and we can hook you up as well. Um, if you've not tasted Chris's food, you need to come to an event where or either get it for yourself or come to one of our events and you can try it here. Yeah, I think um, <laughs> talking about the open house and all that, I think on the 29th, Denara has me booked for an event. So I'll be up here yep. doing something. Yep. Um, yep. I don't have a menu yet, but I'll be doing something and y'all can come and check us out and see what we have in store. It's very exciting. Joe, you going to check it out? Sure. All right. <laughs> we got one. Well, I'll be here. <laughs> Breck will be there. Deloy will be there. And, and I do have a little side note from our podcast class. Yes, it was mentioned that you were missed when you left the work environment. You were working with a couple of the students in the class. Oh, yeah. Well, so we had fun. I tried to keep it loose, and I, I continue that. I mean, that's always been my philosophy. Post-military, I've been like, you know what? I just want to enjoy life. Um, 
So I try to I try to have fun with what I do. Well, I think they enjoyed working with you. So well, so good. Sometimes you don't know. You know, you leave yeah. So you know, hey, maybe I'll be hiring <laughs> people here soon. So hey, there you go. <laughs> there you go. Well, I want to thank you for joining us today, Chris. It's been awesome, and I, you know, I was amazed we didn't have you on here sooner. I kept thinking, have we had Chris? No, we haven't. Yeah, well, you know, it's crazy. Like, it's almost going to be March. What are we, mid-February now? And it's soon yeah. to be March. It's like, where is this year gone? I know. Um, it's so. flown by. Yeah. But thanks again for joining us again. Um, find Chris on Facebook, Hometown Foods LLC. Yep, right? Hometown Meals. Hometown Meals. Why do yeah. I keep saying that? Hometown Meals LLC. You'll be able to find us. Yeah, yeah. you'll be able to find it. We'll have a link on our Facebook page as well. Uh, thank you, Joe, for joining us today. Thank you for your questions. It was nice to be on here. Yeah, we've enjoyed it. Breck, thank you, as always. Thank you. And Deloitte, thank you for being here and making it all happen. No problem. <laughs> Highlight <of> my week. <laughs> the Greenville Smart Podcast is brought to you by Hometown Meals today, also by Greenville Smart and uh, Greenville University, along with the Greenville Chamber of Commerce. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to talking to you soon.